The people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. Down the hill with about 4.40 to go just before the corner in the Banana Cup. And Southern Swing makes a bold dash right around the outside of them. It goes up to join Margie B. Play Me Now and Fast Train got a beautiful run between them there. And Fast Train swept to the lead halfway down the straight. Coming out after it is New King Southern Swing. Play Me Now running on. Fast Train in front halfway down the straight. And Fast Train kick, kicked away. And Whiteley's opened it up. Fast Train has a good confident look around. He wins easily. Second, maybe New King. Third, Play Me Now and Fourth was Southern Swing, but uh, we'll have a photo for those placings. Back behind them, Buster Block. Love yeah, that was fast train uh, taking out the uh, Banana Cup there at Innisfail. Big day at Innisfail there on the weekend. As I introduced uh, Rob Luck and Rob, our special guest, of course, throughout this program. Uh, welcome to another edition of Bushbeat. Yeah, good morning to you, uh, Andrew. And um, again, we feature the uh, the country TAB meetings moving up the coast as part of the uh, provincial circuit. Andrew with all the carnivals coming up and of course we're headed towards the Cairns Carnival and uh, hearing there the uh, Janelle Ryan Quinella in the uh, uh, Lavana Premier Group Banana Cup Open Handicap over 1800 metres but no better man to tell us all about the far north racing and uh, we've got Peter Rowe back on Bushbeat this morning. Good morning to you Pete. Morning guys, how are we? Yeah good thanks mate. Look this this Innisfail track looks absolutely superb uh, coming up on Sky Channel on the weekend. And, and what a feature to have the nine races on the program. And what did I look at at about 95 uh, acceptors for the meeting and maximum fields in, in the majority of the races. They, they must have been pretty proud as a club do to feature on the weekend, Pete. Yeah, uh, as you know, Rob, I think it's one of the best country tracks in Queensland. And we should have more TAB meetings there. It can hold a lot of rain. It can race when it's dry. There's always great grass cover. You can win from in front, you can win from behind. It's it's a really good track. Um, and it was a fantastic day. The crowd was massive, horses everywhere. They actually had too many horses for their tie-up, so a couple of us were down the old uh, cattle yards for the, that they used for the Innisfail show. But, um, no, it was, it was fantastic and always a great day, and the club do a very good job. Yeah, it's a bit of a common feature for the country tab meetings, the tie-up store problem. But as you do in the country, you find a way to solve the problem. But, uh, look, the 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 uh, cup uh, probably uh, not an upset, but the uh, the first four home decent each way odds in the market. And Janelle Ryan, she's got a bit of a habit of winning some of these uh, key cup races. And not only that takes the Quinella, but it's a relative newcomer to the stable in Fast Train. Yeah, well, it surprised me the odds of the, the first four home, um, Rob, because the genuine open day is like fast train when he was with Daryl Hanson. He was a, a genuine cups contender when he came up here. He didn't make the cup field from memory um, and went around one of the consolation races, but now he's with the Janelle Ryan team, New King. He is a, an out-and-out stayer, and the further he goes, the better he'll get. Play me now. He's run a place in the Townsville Cup. And Southern Swing got beaten by... This uh, ordinary horse called Incentivize about five runs back. So they're genuine stayers. Yeah. Um, so uh, the odds of them were, were quite surprising. Star Status was the hot favourite. He's an up-and-coming stayer, but I think you'll see the best of him next year. But Fast Train, since joining the Ryan team, gone forward in leaps and bounds, and I think he likes the North. And I think whenever he starts in over the carnival, he'll be more than competitive in. Yeah, Chris Whiteley... Uh 
had a pretty uh, productive day throughout the program, uh, but the, he saved that win for the for the cup race, but he had multiple placings, I noticed. But what were the other features that you picked up on a great day out at Innisfail? Um, I thought the, the winner of the first race, Archie's Law, a first starter for Shaney Morrison and the, the team there, and Shaney and her parents um, were both were all on course, and it was really, really supported late in betting. It was um, the shortener, it started favourite, um, Lord Power, Drifted out and then Archie's Law shortened into two dollars eighty and it was a good win. Um, got a bit of a, a bustle out of the gates early. Got bumped and you know knocked around and for first started to pick up after that and, and still get the money with fifty eight and a half on. What was rated a soft six track? A lot of the jockeys are saying it was a lot heavier than that. Um, a very sticky when it gets wet in as well. And it was I thought one of the the good wins of the day. Um, and then of course the the last race. It's probably one of the lead up to the Johnson Rivers handicap, which is in the Sun's big sprint race at their carnival. And Love on Sunday after a campaign down south, went to Rocky and had a couple of runs um, for Alex when he took Penny Agua down there for the cup. And um, it got there right on the post in loud noise. It was a, a heads up, heads down contest. And again, two outsiders in the field who I thought had pretty good form in on the minimum. I, I was surprised to see them at the prices they were. That was a really good finish to, to end the day. Yeah, heads up, heads down. But one thing I did notice, I, I tell you what, you wouldn't want to be a first-time caller on that uh, Innisfail track. I noticed the angle. You've mentioned it before on Bushbeat. She's pretty extreme in parts. I think you, you've got to give a decent margin to the outside horses. Most definitely. You, you allow half a length. Like even in the third race, I was standing with David Reynolds, and he said, oh, I don't think I've got this. And I said, yeah, you have. And he said, how are you so confident? I said, well, you're on the outside, aren't you? And he said, yeah. I said, well, I said, bring your horse forward close to half a length from what you think and then you know the race is three and four point one of a mark length between first and second and and both times you'd swear by and looking at them the inside horse had won but you've just got to give that outside horse the extra margin um but that's something we're used to i suppose up here so if you're on the inside in the photo finish you're never confident but when you're on the outside you've got a bit of a cheeky grin on your face yeah, I picked that up when I was uh, watching the win of Big Flash for Steve Wilson. You can uh, talk about his double in a moment too, but uh, I was following Cochrane after leading and I thought, well, this horse has run second and lo and behold, I see the result came up and it uh, it only ended up in third with Sarandos flashing home down the outside. But you would have sworn blind that it was half length behind them, as you say. Yeah, when they go past you at 100, whatever's in front, you think, yep, you're home, but uh, it's where on the line you've got to, you've got to have a close look, that's for sure. Uh, Steve Wilson was the only one to score the double. The honours evenly shared across the day. Yeah, it was good. It was a, a mixed day of racing. Um, Shane Fawzi bounced back his first day back in the saddle, and as Shane does, he, he rode a winner, 66 kilos, captivated carried in, in the benchmark 45, and got there just to beat Sir Rowland. You had Graham Cleesey, who's riding in really good form, coming to carnival time. Frankie Edwards. Frankie rides a winner. He bobs up a at big odds, but this time he was on a favourite and he's been going around in the cell and knows it better than everyone else. And then Danny Smith had a winner and it was good to see Leanne McCoy um, works hard in Townsville and, and she got a winner for Chris Parry. So as you said, it was mixed all over the day and, and Steve got the double in the last race with Love on Sunday and Big Flash. And really pleasing to see uh, Racing Queensland in cooperation with the clubs are splitting races where the acceptances stand up and that cutest maiden ending up with the two um, divisions. And, of course, uh, you mentioned Archie's Law, but uh, Rothero SG, the Haverstan, uh, also picking up. In fact, uh, in the second division, the first three place getters home picked up the cutest money. It's always good to see that go off. Absolutely. And the owners of Rothero SG, they were all on course with their shirts on with 
um, the Rapiro SG and the, the horses head in, in gold glittery riding, so they were cheering him home. And uh, Michael's only got a small team in work, Michael McClellan, but they're going well. And Rapiro SG and Cracker SGs too, probably standout horses. And it was good to see Rapiro SG finally break a maiden. I think he'll win a couple more after that. I said at the top of the show, Pete, that these provincial cup and uh, new markets and uh, lightning handicaps, whatever they are, their feature sprint race, that they're moving up the coast and we now go and turn our attention to Cairns. And, of course, this weekend, the Cairns new market and the Bell of the Daintree feature with the TAB meeting on Saturday. And congratulations, I believe you're calling the new market for the second year in a row. And I'm going to put you on the spot as always. I'm sure you've had a quick look at the nominations. Anything our listeners could uh, pick out in any of the... Uh, any of the races, but I reckon you've spotted one in the new market as well. Yeah, it's exciting to call it again, Rob. As you know, calling a feature race is always fun. And I remember the new market from when I was a kid when John O'Brien had horses like Eminent Chevelle, but Bruce McLaughlin trained like you go just to watch the new market. And it got put aside for a little bit there for a while, and, and it's now back to being one of our prestigious races. And um, I've had a look at the noms. Oh, obviously, Barry draws are a big thing in Cairns. And, you know, it depends how the track plays the rails back in the true spot, so it should be pretty even. And if I was going to have a throw at the stumps with an outsider, I really like Simply Splash, and he's, he's placed in the race last year. He's, he's racing extremely well. He's on the older side. I think he's a nine-year-old now, but um, Joey Hassett's team are racing in exceptionally good form. They're on, they're on fire. She's got a couple of nice ones, and he's just been hitting the line better and better every start, and he loves the Cairns track. So it'll be a bit of odds. I think you'll have the likes of Dr. Zeus and... Um, Renz, I know that'll be short, but I think if you're looking for a bit of each way value, simply splash and I'll get my money. I was hoping you might have given me an inside tip into one of your dad's horses that I like the run of in the Cleveland Bay Consolation in Love Express. I thought it might uh, be also one with a bit of value. I think he'll run a good race. Um, it's just with the quality handicapping, I suppose he'll he'll be carrying equal weights with the horses on a higher rating than him, but. Yep. I, I think I think if there's genuine speed on and he gets a nice card into the race, he's definitely worth an each way bet. And, and if you, I've got a first starter. She's probably my best on on the first day of the carnival called Minius. I really think she's got a bit upside to her. So, you know, a first starter to like that, Rob. They, if, if something slightly goes ajar or goes wrong, they they can panic. But if she does everything right, I think she's a genuine each way chance too. Well, I know in the past your tips have been pretty close to the mark, Pete, and great coverage again, and uh, welcome back to Bush, Pete, and I'm sure you'll be back after this Cairns meeting next week as we turn our attention to featuring the uh, the far north area. Uh, great to have you on this morning. Good luck with the uh, the race day with the first starter, and, of course, always brilliant calling. Uh, we'll be hearing um, from you on Saturday. Thanks again this morning, Pete. Too easy, Rob. Thank you. Um, and Andrew, as we often see, uh, cups races start to dominate the uh, the time period across the board now. And the, uh, it was no different where our race caller on Saturday celebrating his 70th birthday was calling the Gladstone Cup home where Grand Alago for Benny Greer and young Brooke Johnson took the Gladstone Cup on Saturday. Here it is. They're in the stretch here now. They come around that turn, and this has gone further ahead. Grand Delago, she's been uh, riding it very tactily, and it comes into the straight with a lead of five lengths from Barachil. He's got a lot of work to do. I don't think he can do it. Grand Delago is nicely clear. Barachil is trying his heart out. Grand Delago shortening stride a little bit, but the post is going to be too clear. And Grand Delago, she's timed at perfection, Brooke Johnson. Grand Delago wins easily by four lengths to Barachil. Third was Delius, and tailed off then was Galvarino. And the birthday boy is standing by for you there, uh, Rob.
Yeah, good morning, uh, Tony McMahon. You don't sound a day over 70, and uh, I'm sure it was grand celebrations and another great call with Grand Delago because it was able to turn the tables on Barrachiel after the uh, Middlemount uh, Cup result. I take it you've recovered well from a good party on the weekend. Yeah, not a problem at all. I'm a tried and true old campaigner, uh, Rob, so there was no problem <laughs> there. But we had a fantastic weekend. Uh, you know, family came from Sydney everywhere and... Uh, a lot of great uh, friends and racing people there, and Jean surprised me with uh, a, a video put together by her daughter with uh, oh, interviews and that from some uh, really great uh, racing friends from all over all over the country. So it was a great night. Backed it up with a big lunch on um, on Sunday, and uh, back into the, the riding action today. I've got the I've got the pen out, so we're we're ready to go again. And tell me something. Did you celebrate your birthday with a new uh, shirt for Saturday at the races? Because I know you're renowned for these shirts. I took a lovely shirt down to Gladstone, which got lots of comments, and I had a, a nice uh, effervescent green one on on um, on Saturday night. So yeah, I, I think I, I think I yeah, did, did did it proud. I Rob got lots of comments, which I normally do. As I said before, I, I just love wearing colourful clothes, and I like to think I'm a colourful character, whether I am or anything. Uh, you definitely are and great for racing Tony McMahon all these stories that we get to read they're fantastic and uh, and uh, again a belated happy birthday to you unfortunately I couldn't get to uh, what would have been a, a wonderful evening but you were able to call this young Brooke Johnson home with this Grand Delago and she's she's gone double 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 I think virtually in uh, three of her last four meetings so riding very well the young apprentice and a good win for the Benny Greer train galloper Yes, she is going very, very well, young Brooke. Uh, I think she missed out. The only meeting she might have missed out was at Yapoon last week. Mm. But uh, Grand Delago, I thought the track down there would suit it. It's a, it's a sort of a circle track, Gladstone, uh, with plenty of turns. Uh, she rode the horse very smartly, jumped it to the lead. I think everyone's expecting it to be a tearaway leader, but she kept it, kept the horse's head under control and led by a couple of links uh, early. Then increased the margin coming up to the home turn, and Grand Delago was never in doubt. I think it's carried something like um, well, 13 kilos or 12.5 kilos less than Barrett Shield, who uh, boxed on very gamely. He's an honest old performer, but he was never going to win. And uh, the third horse there was uh, Delius, only a small field of four. There's not many cup horses around in this area at the moment. But no, great win to uh, Grand Delago, uh, trained by Benny Creer. And early in the day, Brooke also won one of the other feature races, which was, uh, for memory, the Wayne Wilson Memorial. She landed that race as well. Uh, Wayne Wilson, of course, the late Wayne Wilson. He honed his skills at Gladstone. That's where he first called. Uh, and they had a memorial race for him every year. This was won by Daunting Princess, a daunting lad who was trained by uh, Mary Hassan at Bundaberg. Mary's a remarkable lady. I won't disclose her age, but it's uh, pretty close to mine. And she still rides her own track work down there at Bundaberg. And uh, this horse is a relation to uh, another very good horse she had. I think the memory is called Daunting Queen. I just can't remember. But uh, Brooke rode it well too, so that gave her a double, which was which was lovely to see. Massive crowd there, Rob. As you know, Gladstone, they just get the biggest crowds. Um, they'd have to be in the vicinity of 2,000 people on course. It creates a huge atmosphere because they've got a massive covered shelter. Uh, I suppose you'd call it a betting ring shelter, but it's monstrous. It, it houses plenty of tables, plenty of seating. It houses a, a bar, an eating area. Um, and of course bookmakers and at one stage we just got a drizzle of rain the track, uh, the outskirts were surrounded by storm clouds all afternoon it just came down during one race which made it very hard to see but it was only sort of light rain when that happened all the crowd went underneath the cover 
and I walked down the next race to get the uh, the early market, and it was just unbelievable the noise. You know, it was it was incredible. They they really know how to celebrate and really behave themselves at Gladstone, and it really is a credit to David Weenett and the Thompson family. Um, I know they've got plenty of helpers, but without the Weenets and the Thompsons down there, I, I don't think Glasgow would keep going. They just do an amazing amount of work, like you know, like all you people do yourself, include that there at Longridge. Uh, you know, the, the hands of country racing depends on the people that are, are prepared to get in and do the work voluntarily. So I congratulate them. Going back to the first race, there it was the maiden plate at rate fifty. This is won by uh, Alicia Donald on a horse called James Patelli, uh, trained at Bundaberg by Gary Clem. It won pretty well by five, pretty well won by five and three quarter lengths. There's more sand track wins in store for it. The second was taken out by Military Force. This was the Class B handicap. It's a bullet train, massive big horse, ridden by Talia Fennon, trained by Angela Stevens. It's uh, won by three quarters of a length in the Class B handicap. We've spoken about the Wayne Wilson Memorial. Uh, the next race down there was the Newmarket. This was won by um, Sherwood Prince, ridden by Hannah, Hannah Richardson. Her husband, Glenn, they came up from Nanango. It won convincingly. Lovely type of horse by Better Than Ready. Really a showy customer. And the last race on the card there was won by the locally trained uh, Marto, trained by Philip Penkelly, of course, who's the dad of Brad Penkelly. And this was won by Chris MacGyver. He was the only male jockey to win on the day, which was a, a day where the, the lady trainers, lady jockeys, certainly uh, certainly killed them. And it was a fabulous meeting at Gladstone. Their next meeting there is on September the 24th. So uh, looking forward to that as well. And is that your next meeting you go to, Tony, or have you got another one in between? <laughs> it probably is. It's going to be scarce speaking for the next couple of months. I, I think there might be one at... Uh, I'm not, I think there's one at... No, I'm not quite sure, to be truthful, Rob, but Dingo, this Saturday, Scotty Parr will be out there. They get a heck of a crowd there. They'll have at least 3,000 people there for their once a year. So that'll be a sight to behold out there at, uh, at Dingo, the race course right next door to the highway. So if you're driving past anyone, you'll see plenty of sights over there if you look. Uh, I, look to you I right also... Going out and left going in. Yeah. Uh, I also noted that winner Sherwood Prince, Tony, I know we both love the cutest and the cutest Mart sale and the, and the value that cutest gives, but what a great record this horse is developing. Five wins, ten minor placings from 22 starts, almost 108000 in prize money for this better than ready. He's just a classic example of that uh, beautifully bred Queensland horse that can go through the cutest system and uh, make such good money. Yeah, it's, a, it's an enviable system all over Australia. Anyone will tell you that if they say they can... And, uh, a lot of these horses come from the March sales, like you know, the great horse up here, Master Jamie. You know, you just pick up bargain buys down there and year in, year out. So it's not that far away again. Magic Minions will be starting to get things ready for the January sale and uh, looking forward to it again next year, Rob. The circle will go around again, as we do on Bushby each week with these country results. Great to have you back on, Tony. And again, happy birthday to you. And I'm glad that uh, Jean made sure that it was a wonderful evening. I knew it would be as soon as I saw she was in control of operations. Mm, yes, no, she did a very good job, and uh, yeah, Robin, and thank you uh, for having me on the show for the last uh, four weeks. I think it's been, it's been, it's been fun. Looking forward to the next time we speak. You, you will be back, and it won't be too far down the track. Good morning to you, Daddy. Okay, good morning, Rob. And we approach, talking about cups, Andrew, we start to approach out here in Longreach um, the feature cup meeting coming up at the end of September. And as we lead into that, of course, uh, Toddy Austin, the newly crowned country trainer premier, uh, again dominated the meeting here at uh, Longreach on the weekend, the eight races and Todd training four of them. And one that's gone extremely well for him in the Pro Tires Open Handicap, Halcyon House, continued its dominance with four wins and a third from its last five and three from three at the track at Longreach. Halcyon House took the Pro Tires Open Handicap.
they come down and sweep towards the home turn. On the inside, Zucas used that inside barrier to advantage as Helsian House, already under the pump a little bit by Richardson, goes up on the outside as Doom comes out to the centre of the track and no refund through the centre. Chapelco widest on the, on the uh, track, past the 200 metres mark. Zucas a narrow lead in front. Helsian House, she has to get busy on it, no refund down the outside. No refund, Helsian House. Now she gets busy on Helsian House, drives it through, got it by a narrow margin over no refund. Make it about a short head over no refund. Helsian House just got there, I think, over no refund. Back along the rail, Zucas, doom into fourth, not too far away. And Chapelco. And as you said, though, Rob, a big day once again there for Todd Austin. Four winners. Yeah, four winners. It's a good early start to the uh, the campaign for this year's Premiership uh, trainee, uh, Trainers Premiership. But, of course, Tanya Parry will keep him busy, as we report later on Mount Isa, where she also had four winners. And young Brooke Richardson uh, riding three of Todd's winners, and one of them, the, the one she had to work hardest on was probably Halsey in house. As I said, this Husson six-year-old, four wins a third, its last five, and three from three at the track. Eight from 24, 33% win strike rate. This horse going extremely well. But I tell you what, Brooke Richard had an armchair ride. She didn't raise a sweat on a newcomer for uh, Todd Austin in the Valet Randall, Rexy Morrison. We lost Rexy Morrison. Uh, his funeral was earlier in last week, and this Class 3 plate was run in honour of him. And Sacred Stream, uh, an ex-David uh, Van Dyke horse, this is by Sacred Falls. It led all the way, but Brooke just virtually didn't raise a sweat on the horse and only released the brakes about 150 out, and it went away and won by over six lengths from another tosser and bottom line. Todd's got such a wonderful depth to his uh, stable, and Sacred Stream is going to actually add to that. Earlier on in the day, he produced a uh, open company horse in Le Book that had won the Caulfield, C-O-R-F-I-E-L-D. I better spell it for our listeners. The Caulfield Cup at its last run. Uh, over the 1400 and again over the 1400 in the Pro Tires Open Handicap on Saturday dominated by four lengths over Gypsy Biker and Live and Free. This one of course I'm sure, well some of his team I'm sure will be headed down the river circuit down towards Birdsville etc in coming weeks but Le Book continues to impress and uh, Longreach Cup may be one of the targets for that particular galloper. Todd rounded the day out uh, with the Snooper Star, and this horse, over the 1,000 metres, Rick McMahon rode it for uh, Todd, but the Snooper Star struggled to keep with them early, but Rick McMahon was right onto it 600 from home and made sure that he, he got the uh, galloper going. It took the length of the straight, really, to get the better of Flash Fibium. It was going away on the line to win by a length, this sizzling gelding with music award into third. Earlier in the, day, in the day, Clinton Austin from Blackhall trained Enterprise Grand uh, as a winner with Robbie Farr on board in the benchmark 65 over old heroism and uh, You're My Hero. And young Tyler Leslight, he's right up there in the uh, the current jockey's premiership because he came off wins in Mount Isa on the Thursday and he had a good double at Longreach on an outsider in Highland Eagle for Boy Forster, an Air Force Blue that had its third run for the stable. And uh, you defeated the odds-on favourite, Use Early and Matagorda. And then Tyler combined with Charlie Prowl, legendary Charlie Prowl, with a horse having its second win in 68 starts. The red element called Hot Chocolate. And been consistent of late on our track here with thirds at its last two runs. And it just got up in a close photo over the Paul Edwards-owned Roots and Rocks. And Paul was on track for his 50th birthday. He had hoped to get the result, but he went down by, I think it was about a short half head, with hot chocolate gaining the verdict and Mr. Cruz into um, into third place. 
And then it was David Rewald's turn with uh, Strawberry Blonde. Uh, David trains and rides Strawberry Blonde, and it uh, was convincing in its win over Star Twinkle with El Jaroba into third. And interestingly, Brownie, this, a year ago almost to the day at Mudderborough, these two horses, Hot Chocolate and Strawberry Blonde, were in the same division of a benchmark race. And uh, Hot Chocolate as actually savaged Strawberry Blonde as it went to go past it. And uh, Strawberry Blonde got up for the win. But Hot Chocolate, I'm glad they weren't in the same race on the weekend mm. as well. But it was the best omen bet of the day, I think, when you <laughs> saw them in the uh, the two divisions. They were separated this year. And uh, they both got up for uh, really exciting wins on the program. So that just an interesting sidelight out of the meeting um, out at Longreach. Yeah, it's amazing how those horses can uh, come around there about 12 months later. But uh, So that was Longreach. You want to go to Prairie now? Yeah, well, Prairie, uh, an interesting feature out of Prairie was the, the brothers training winners, Ken Maguire with Arrogant Heart in the second race on the program, but his brother Bob Maguire with Eero in the feature race, the Prairie Cup, the benchmark 65 over 1,400. Around the corner they come, and Kefaloni has given ground as on the outside, Eero. Eero in those Maguire colours looms to the lead. On the inside, they're fighting back. We have, we'll beat it, but it's all Eero. Eero with his regular jockey, Pietro Romeo, is coming away with the Prairie Cup, and Pietro gets home on Nero to win. Fast finishing, uh, keep on loving you. Over on the inside, we'll beat it. Kefalonia, the favourite, gave in like a prick balloon on the home turn. And uh, there's Hero winning the uh, Prairie Cup over 1,400 metres, spelt E-R-O-E. And those wondering where Prairie might be, try about 45 k's east of Hewenden and 200 k's southwest of Charters Towers on the Flinders Highway, apparently. Yeah, if you head Townsville to Mount Isa, you'll be going through it. So um, it has its once-a-year meeting, and, and it's a feature race, the Prairie Cup, and Hero uh, too strong, and uh, the combination of Pietro Romeo back from, uh, I do believe it was a honeymoon, he'd gone overseas, and he has a good combination with this particular mm. gelding by Cap Hero. Uh, but it was a brotherly uh, double. You don't you get different doubles occurring on a day, but um, as I said, Ken, Ken Maguire combined also with Pietro, in the earlier race on Arrogant Heart, uh, a Richmond winner in the previous week, and it took the group, uh, the benchmark 45 over Liz's Delight and Red Zeb, and then Bob uh, used Pietro on Eero. So great to see that brotherly, double brotherly love to the fore at uh, Prairie on the weekend. And uh, just uh, uh, other in, sorry, uh, Rob, just butting in there, and uh, before we look at the, of course, the other uh, meetings and uh, wrapping up the rest of the news, uh, Santa, once again, like a great crowd there. Oh, look, these, these once-a-year meetings, they really do draw crowds, and they draw it from their own area, and you'll get people coming out from Townsville and those places. Uh, but it's like when you go to Caulfield, um, you know, or Mutterborough, they draw their once-a-year crowd, and they have a wonderful time there. And, uh, yeah, it's just... just part of the atmosphere of the mm. country racing and uh, when people from the cities get the chance to come out and visit uh, as we did at Longreach on the weekend most of our crowd were the tourist market and uh, they really enjoy the country meeting so Prairie's no different and they got good response with jockeys as well and uh, as a result winners spread across the board apart from Pietro's double um, the uh, other winners were taken out by David Simmons riding for Rod Cousins on Hero's Choice, uh, having its first run at the track. Uh, took that uh, maiden plate, the cutest one over Who Be That Now in a rapid style. As you'd expect, um, Dan Ballard would produce a winner somewhere on the program, and he did on I'm Calling Dibs for Kev Kelvin Russell. Uh, defeated Jack Azone, an all-star rocket. 
And the other winner came with Miss Ziz, Ray Herman and Jason Hoopert. Hoop would have been taking photos as well. Does some marvellous photography in the country areas. And the benchmark 45 winner coming off a third at Caulfield at its last run defeated Stradabell and King Langdon. Um, and that wrapped up. Prairie, we lost a couple of meetings uh, in Torwood and Cunnamulla. Cunnamulla attempted to go Saturday, then moved to Sunday, but abandoned due to the um, state of the track. And uh, Torwood, of course, uh, was off as well uh, due to the state of the track. But the Thursday prior, Andrew, we had a fantastic meeting, the Mailman Express meeting up at Mount Isa, TAB and uh, Sky Channel coverage. And, of course, I uh, mentioned a little bit earlier, Tyler Leslie. he had three winners on the day mm. with his master, Billy Johnson. Uh, and, look, they kicked it off with a very promising horse in hand, Dynasty. It took the Mailman Express benchmark 65 over the 1,000. And as often the case uh, with Mount Isa, some, some really big margins over four-length winner on Latin days. It's been in good form and safety. Tyler continued with uh, Billy with Royo in the second race on the program, being a horse in good form. Uh, they then combined with, I think, the most promising winner out of the day was Soul Air. Took the open handicap uh, over 14.50. It's winning on all sorts of tracks. Defeated Fingertips and Teddy Mercury. But uh, let's not forget the dominance of Tanya Parry there because Tanya had the four winners on the day. They started with Miss Bouchard. Took the cutest money for Tanya and Brooke Richardson. Uh, she also had the win with Myola Millie that came through the form of the Caulfield Cup behind Le Book at its previous start. Louis the Legend that had run a great race at Richmond the, the prior start. Greg Walters kicked that one home. And Gumnuts in a, in a very close finish over the Brotherhood took the final event um, on the program. So all in all, that led into the, the Mailman Express uh, dash down the straight. They do at night at the Rodeo, and it's just a huge day up there. And uh, a great job from Andrew Watts calling that on, on Sky Channel mm. during the week. Um, and uh, this weekend, though, Andrew, we go to, well, today you've got Bow Desert as a tab meeting. You've got Rockhampton coming up as tab meetings, Gatton on Friday. We uh, heard Peter Rowe talk about Cairns and the TAB meeting there with the New Market and the Bell of the Daintree. But countrywide, we've got the uh, Aramac meeting, the John Dollinger Memorial race at Aramac. And Bowen has the Ben Bolt Cup, Dingo with the Dingo Cup. Uh, Scotty Powell will be out there. Gimpy with the Gimpy Muster Cup. Mount Isa again races on Saturday and the St John's School race day at um, Roma on the uh, weekend as well. So all of those great meetings continue to come around um, for country racing this Saturday. Yes, and one of uh, Tony uh, Clemens will be dropping into Roma on the way back. <laughs> yeah, well, he's he's probably going to have a few fish dip stories to bring back with him next <laughs> well, week. Yeah, cook, we'll cook. just see how many got away, of yeah. course. But, <laughs> cook for the extended family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, oh, the other thing I've got to quickly mention, if yep. I may, this morning, uh, there's a media release from Racing Queensland that's come round, and it's very important to all clubs to take part in this. It's round five of the country racing program. Mm, the applications are mm. now open for the fifth round. Uh, in the last year alone, there were 50 projects awarded across the state, and the fifth round will offer a total of $2.6 in funding. Now, this is part of the six-year commitment the Palatray government is providing more than $105 million to support country racing, including asset repairs and replenishment. And I can't stress enough how important it is for clubs to put their application in uh, using RaceCube. And look, if they're unsure about anything, contact some of the clubs that they've seen listed as having got grants before because it's an amazing opportunity. And the more you put in, the more you, you will generally get back. 
through the uh, country racing program. Uh, so if it's, it's stables that are needed or improvements to tracks, whatever it might be that you can identify in your club, take the time and get the application in. Reach out and ask for assistance if you're unsure uh, because it's a grand opportunity to um, to get in and, and get part of the uh, country racing program funding and um, we'll we'll keep reminding uh, clubs of that uh, during the next couple of weeks but if you've got any news on country racing just email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au I'm off to Aramac uh, this weekend where we honour the late John Dollinger and of course John was renowned for calling without um, binoculars the pressure will probably be on someone will probably <laughs> mention that you better call a race without binoculars Rob but uh, that might be that might be a little bit of thing of the past, um, but we'll be back next week, Andrew. Um, great to have you on this morning. Good morning to you. Good morning to listeners. Absolutely. Just quickly, that fifth round of uh, CRP applications, it did open yesterday and importantly only runs through to Monday, September 12. So, uh, as you said, uh, just uh, if you've got any of those projects on the uh, wing or been wanting to do, make sure you get those applications in before Monday, September 12. Great to have you on board, Rob, once again, and back with Tony next week. Yeah, good morning to you, Andrew. Good morning, listeners.